thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to our bonus coverage from Thursday at Motul Petit Le Mans. Good to have your company. Uh, it is a couple of qualifying sessions coming your way for TCR and then for GS. That can mean one thing and one thing only. It's the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. Fox Factory 120 qualifying on IMSA Radio. It's live, it's exclusive and it comes next. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. On 97.9 FM around Road Atlanta and around the world at IMSA Radio RS2, we are just about to get underway. And in fact, uh, no, we're not quite ready. We're about a minute or two away. A very pleasant 24 degrees celsius in the air with 28 degrees on the track a little bit cooler than it was earlier on uh, worldwide twitter is struggling at the moment uh, but earlier on i did get a message from jesse at imsa radio keep tweeting we'll get them uh, eventually unfortunately i can't obviously see that message at the moment but i do I do want to mention a few people trackside at uh, at Road Atlanta, Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, if I may, particularly to uh, Mr. Mike Murphy and the rest of all of our hard-working medical personnel uh, at the circuit. Uh, and also, Jesse emailed in to mention a few uh, colleagues from the uh, uh, former... Air wing uh, in uh, Atlanta or just north of uh, Atlanta. The Marine Freighter Attack Squadron 142, VMF here 142, which I think the last time that I knew about what them was when, when they were in 2005. Uh, they were uh, at uh, Al Assad Air Base uh, for Operation Iraqi Freedom when they were flying. Uh, a, with uh, a number of aircrafts and uh, aircraft, and uh, eventually uh, ended up uh, flying F-18 Hornets. Uh, so uh, those uh, veterans of the Flying Gators, as they are known, the VMFA 142 trackside at Road Atlanta. Thank you very much, A, for your service, and B, for supporting IMSA at this weekend uh, flew skyhawks as well uh, a bit earlier on and have a very that particular uh, that particular air arm have a very very uh, distinguished distinguished uh, amount of service back in uh, korean war uh, going back uh, after world 
War 2. So uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, I'm in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre with Jeremy Shaw. We are ready to go qualifying for TCR. Jeremy, 13 TCR cars split between Alfa Romeo, Hyundai, Audi, uh, Honda. Uh, and great to see a baker's dozen worth of front-wheel drive TCRs. Brilliant, isn't it? And, and that's without the number 54 car that's uh, yes. generally part of the field here from JDC uh, Motorsports. Unfortunately, that car, they, they've had all sorts of problems with it over the last uh, last few races, so they've scratched it for the uh, for the final part of this season. But pretty confident we're going to see Michael Johnson and Stephen Simpson back again next year. So I know they'll be excited about that. But look, as you say, it, great to see the um, Atlanta Speedworks team, this, their local race, of course, back here with two cars, number 84 and a 94 this weekend. Brian Henderson back again with Todd Lamb and number 84. And uh, Brian Ortiz making his um, umpteenth return to this championship but from over the years. He made his debut in this championship way back in 2005. Uh, joined this weekend by Cliff Brown from Brazelton, Georgia, about whom I know absolutely nothing, I'm afraid. So my apologies for that. The, uh, the other newcomer this weekend is the Copeland Motorsports Hyundai Veloster car number 27. Uh, two young drivers there. When I say young, they're both 16 years of age. Uh, and Tyler Maxson and Tyler Gonzalez are the two Tylers. Uh, I think there's, there's 24, driver, 24 drivers in the race who are older than the combined age of these two. <laughs> and uh, Tyler Maxson, interestingly, from, from a local driver, Lawrenceville in Georgia, he, he, he turned 16 just a couple of days ago. So a happy birthday, uh, Tyler, both of these two very talented young drivers. Uh, Maxson has won the uh, SRO championship in TCA last year and in, in T, excuse me, in TCA last year, TCR this year. So already a good amount of success. And Tyler Gonzalez, he's had uh, plenty of good results as well, uh, has won uh, a couple of races this year in the TCA category, finished third in the points. So a very talented young young group there. Copeland Motorsports, one of the customer teams from uh, from uh, Brian Herder, Autosport and Hyundai. So, yeah, strong field, fun. Uh, Hyundai not getting it all its own way last time out uh, when we saw these cars. Uh, not at Charlotte Roval, of course. That was only the IMSA WeatherTech uh, GT categories. Uh, but there's been a little bit of a change in the balance of performance and... Uh, it wasn't, as I say, the Hyundai benefit that we've seen in the past. These cars at the Roval would have been a lot of fun, in fairness. And I think the front-wheel drive cars would have gone well in the wet conditions uh, as well. Uh, late afternoon, long shadows here at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. And we've still got GS qualifying to come. And later on, exclusively live here on RS2 IMSA Radio, we will have the night practice, 90 minutes of night practice for IMSA WeatherTech. That's effectively free practice three. And then tomorrow, uh, a cornucopia of delight for you, whether you're here at the track listening on 97.9 FM uh, or around the world on RS2. Uh, we've got sound and vision as we kick IMSA TV uh, into life as well and sound and vision for you with no blocks or breaks, I believe, on the international feed tomorrow. So whether you're in the States or further afield, you should be able to see everything and hear everything 
that we are up to crossing the line Gavin Ernstone in the dark grey road coloured road shagger racing 61 oh he spins it at turn one no no um, heat in the rear Michelin's there he looked very smooth and he's out like maybe he could have been a little bit more aggressive to get some heat into the rear end turned into turn one and the car that he shows shares with John Morley swapped ends very very quickly and that is purely Jeremy Short that is the perfect example of not having enough heat in the rear tyres in a front wheel drive car snapped away from him very quickly indeed yeah that would have got his attention wouldn't it <laughs> goodness gracious me yeah that's a quick corner uh, in any sort of a car and you know, even even on your you know, starting your first flying lap you know it still feels fast and oh you got a little bit of a curve, curve on the inside, on the inside. kind of threw the car out a good little spot bit as well. jeremy but, uh, you know, the good the good news is he didn't hit anything uh, he should be absolutely fine he'll just um but he'll certainly got his attention. You know, when he goes back out again now, it'll take him maybe another lap or two to, to fully get up to speed. But he's got 50 minutes in the session, so it should be fine. You talked about the Hyundai's not having their own way uh, for the last few races after bounce performance changes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Although uh, the uh, Mason Felipe Michael Lewis car did set, Michael Lewis did set fastest lap last time out uh, in, the, in the second of the double headers at Mid Ohio. So, and, and this morning in the practice, they've had uh, two practice sessions. I believe there was a promoter test day yesterday as well. And it's it's pretty tight at the front. You know, the top seven or eight cars covered by about a half a second we've seen in the practice session. So I think that bodes well for an exciting qualifying coming up now. It's Jeremy Shaw alongside me, John Hindorf in the IMSA Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Coming to the line now is one of the Hondas. It's the 84 car that crosses the line. That's the Atlanta Speedworks car. As you might imagine, uh, they are on relatively home ground. Todd Lamb behind the wheel, sharing with Brian Henderson. Oh, and Gavin's gone off again in the 61 car. I think that's turn seven that he's made the mistake. Or is that turn one again? No, it it's, hmm, might actually be at the top of the hill. Yes, it is. It's at the top of the hill at turn two. And again, it looks like he's lost the back end. So Gavin will be annoyed with himself. They've had a string of decent results uh, recently, Jeremy, but uh, lost it again. It looked like he lost the rear end at the top of the hill at turn two. And he might have just kissed the tyres on the left-hand side of that dark grey uh, Simply Vegas-sponsored RS3 LMS. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, I said, it, I said it would take him a few laps to get up to speed. Quite frankly, it should have taken him a few laps to get up to speed, but clearly he's got so much confidence now after that uh, your tremendous run uh, last time out where they, where they came away with the win in the most recent race. He got so much confidence, he, he figured he could get right back on it again, but uh, uh, wrong, he couldn't. Comes uh, to the top of the hill. A and just yeah, he got a bit further this time around, like, didn't he? Another couple hundred yards. <laughs> That was odd, though. It was yeah. that was that was in the left-hander at the top of the hill, which is a kink, which actually you barely turn for. You pretty much straight line that. You're setting yourself up for the right-hander at the top of the hill at turn two. Yeah, I'm and not he, so and sure, he, he John. The way. 
I'm not so sure as it wasn't as he kind of got on the brakes there for the Could have been. for the right hander. Perhaps you, you you're going through that kink and then you get on the brakes pretty short shortly after that, don't you? And it could be that the car was just unsettled and again still not really got the heat into those rear tyres yet. Exactly. Uh, the the, 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 well, the grass pretty. doesn't really heat them up very much. Uh, uh, so Cortland, by the way, the 27 is the white with bright orange uh, Hyundai that is out there at the moment, uh, which is a rather fetching colourway, and we have a red flag. So. Gavin will lose his two fastest laps, uh, but he hasn't got a fast lap in at the moment. But when he does get two fast laps, he will lose them. Uh, that will probably put him a lot further back down the field than he would like. Looks like he hasn't been able to restart that car. I wonder if there's been some further issue. The EMR Safety Cayenne is there, the Porsche intervention vehicle, along with one of the circuit vehicles as well and I think that's going to need a flat tool to get it out of there clock is running at six and a half to go and it is just a flat strop tool with the strap going on now the IMSA EMR safety crew just making sure everything's all right with Gavin and the guys giving them the thumbs up and the sun just beginning to drop now towards the top of the tree line so coming over the top of turn two you're going to have the sun in your eyes for the next few moments and then coming up to turn seven you'll have the sun in your eyes as well Gav's just got to be a little bit careful put a tiny bit of right hand steering on to get him off the tires and I think that's what he was worried about I think that engine's running on that Audi just ticking over gently very much a, a road car entry Gavin is asking the safety guys to, uh, to come back to him. I wonder if he needs a further tour. Oh, no, they're, ju he's, they're just asking him <laughs> to put, the, he's asking them to put the left-hand door mirror, uh, which had folded back in, put that back straight before he heads out. That's very good. And the four-cylinder Audi pushes on. Now that looks like it's all pointing in the right direction. 2-litre, 4-cylinder, 16 valves, 300 and plenty horsepower, driving the front wheels. And a long chat with Chris Renke, who's the head of Audi Sport Customer Racing when I was at the Nürburgring for the 24 hours. They also had a round of WTCR there, which uses the same type of vehicles. And he was saying they have customer cars that have 60,000 kilometres on the engines. Uh, and they don't rebuild the engines when you need a rebuild. You, they just send you another motor because it's effectively, with a few different peripherals, it's effectively a road car engine. It's not very much done to it at all. That's how confident they are in their, uh, their equipment. Obviously, the body shell, etc., very much reworked into a race car. A uh, little bit of a mistake there, Shea, from the number... 85 coming to the front of the pit lane there in that uh, sort of uh, Dijon mustard coloured Audi. One of the biggest things about coming into a new series is making sure that you read and fully understand the rule book, which is not something that was just demonstrated by the 85. 
because whenever there's a red flag in qualifying, you must return to your pit box. You may not go wait at the pit exit. That's where the car was positioned. So Johnny Knotts and Richard actually managing to push the car back behind the wall so it will not impede the people who were stopped in their pit boxes, i.e. the Brian Herta Hyundais, when they choose to go back out as the green flag is now waving once again. But that was a big mistake from a brand new team. Yeah, they'll be held for a wee while. Isn't it? The, uh, the AOA, uh, AOA racing for uh, Manly who's from Florida, and Gianna Torino, who's originally from Johannesburg, another 16-year-old, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, who's um, had some success in various different categories. So it's going to be it's great to see a, another new car. I believe that might be one of the old Europart, E-Europarts uh, Audis. Um, but uh, as you say, uh, that uh, debuted this weekend in TCR. Thanks to Michael Murphy Jr. for finding out who our uh, new person on the start finish start stand is uh, that's Preston who and I quote seems like a great kid who is waving the flag for us today hello Preston welcome to f- uh, fame and fortune of being on the start stand good to have your company 97.9 around Road Atlanta on FM around the world RS2 that's IMSA Radio. We're back underway with just on, what, two and a half minutes to go. There'll be one lap, maybe two, depending on when you cross the line, to try and improve. It's Tyler Gonzalez that leads away. Very, very impressive lap from the uh, one of the youngsters there. Tyler Gonzalez is from St. Cloud in Florida. And, uh, yeah, it would be quite a feather in his cap to beat all the factory cars and put this customer car from Copeland Motorsports on the pole position first time out. Um, And, by the way, one of our usual uh, flaggers on the start and stand, Tani, congratulations. Tenth anniversary yesterday for her and Jack, who I believe they're both here at Road Atlanta this weekend. So happy anniversary to Jack and Tony. So down to the last minute and a half. Copeland 27 leading the line of cars out. Actually, the Atlanta Speedworks 84 is just in front of them. But they will get round to do a flying lap. 129.5 from Tyler Gonzalez is the time to beat. Uh, Tyler Gonzalez and Copeland Motorsport who were all in capitals on my timing screen just to make sure that I shout their names out loud. (laughs) He's certainly driving in capitals. He is, isn't he? He's doing really well. (laughs) Really well. Mark Wilkins picking up the pace. Brian Herner, Autosport and the Hyundai Veloster number 21 and goes to the top with a 28.9 one minute 28.9 and Ryan Norman for Brian Hurd at Autosports number 33 that's the red car isn't it goes through on here 28.9 as well oh my goodness there's 0.001 of a second between them <laughs> 953 to 954 to 976 the top three cars are separated with uh, Todd Lamb of Atlanta Speedworks in the uh, 
dark blue and orange Civic, yellow Civic rather, 0.022. Jeremy between the top three as the checkered flag is out. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, the gloves are off, are off right now, aren't they? They're really getting down to business, these guys. The fastest time in, in practice over the two sessions in TCR was uh, by Brian Ortiz. That was a 129.0. So we've just fractionally quicker than that by about a tenth of a second. A 128.953, the fastest lap by Scott by Mark Wilkins, the Defending Series champion, of course. Um, as uh, the, uh, all these cars now, if they can improve now, that will work. Yeah, they got across the line before they check it flag. Lots of green sectors too. I lots think. of uh, very impressive how people can sit there waiting, twiddling their thumbs, reading a chapter of their uh, book club on their Kindle, and then get straight back to work. And Mason Felipe goes through and goes to the top in the number 98. That's the eggshell blue car with the dark red around the uh, top of the roof and the front splitter. That's a 128.887. So he's 0 0.055 ahead of Mason Felipe, who's 0 0.011 ahead of Mark Wilkins, who's 0 0.001 ahead of Ryan Norman. So now we have four cars, all Hyundais, all within 0 0.067 of a second. Extraordinary. Max Faulkner up into fifth position. That's the best of the Audis on a 29.3. I mean, he's only three and a half tenths away from Paul, and he's in fifth position. Yeah, oh, Todd Lamb's got to P1. Close. Todd Lamb's yeah. got to P1 in the Speedworks Honda. Yeah. Yeah, no, interestingly there, Mark Wilkins, uh, neither Mark Wilkins nor Ryan Norman improved on that final lap, whereas Todd Lamb and Mason Felipe did. So it's a Honda on the pole position then for Atlanta Speedworks. Welcome back, guys. Brilliant job, home track, of course, for this team. So they'll be absolutely thrilled with that. A really, really good lap by by Todd Lamb. Uh, and uh, this will be uh, his uh, his first pole position. It is 50th start in this championship, ah, by the way. He made his debut back in 2006 from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so uh, hats off to uh, Todd, Todd Lamb. Welcome, uh, you know, well, well done to, uh, to sc score your first pole position in your 50th start. Tweet deck beginning to come back up, so feel free to tweet us at IMSA Radio. And I was trying to do this from memory earlier on, but it was Jesse who tweeted in uh, had to say hello to the fellow Marines from VMFA 142. Gator Ordnance 2005 OIF. That was the bit I couldn't remember, but that has just popped up. Uh, but um, I'm pretty certain I got the details uh, of uh, VMFA 142. The Gators, the Flying Gators as uh, their history uh, when Twitter was down. Thanks again for your service and enjoy the weekend at IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch with us. So Honda, Hyundai, 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 Audi, Hyundai, Hyundai, Honda, 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 Alpha, Audi, Audi for the 13. And the top seven within half a second, Jeremy. I mean, that'll do, won't it, on two and a half miles. I know it's not quite two and a half miles, but no, it is actually, isn't it? It's 2.52 here at, uh, at uh, Mission Race. Yeah. We're all at that. So h half a second in 2.5 2 miles, that's all right. We'll take that. That's all right. And in particular, it's top 4.067 covering the top four drivers on the grid. Yeah, that's fabulous, isn't it? 
Uh, but uh, hats off there to Todd Lamb. Really, really good job to just nip ahead of all three of the factory guys. And poor old Tyler Gonzalez, having led uh, the, the field prior to that red flag, gets shunted all the way down to sixth position. But still, he should be proud of himself uh, within four-tenths of a second on his first time in this uh, very competitive championship. Uh, hats off to uh, Tyler Gonzalez and that Copa Motorsports team. That's Jeremy Shaw. Uh, and he is with me, John Hindoff, in the Imza Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. Shea Adam is our VP Racing Fuel Pit and Paddock reporter. Uh, we've got some significant changes for Archangel Motorsport this weekend. And it's one in, one out there for them as far as their cars are concerned in GS. Savvy fans around the track might notice that the brightest yellow car of them all no longer bears a Porsche resemblance. It's uh, evolved a little bit into an Aston Martin, just a bit more stretched out. So Alan Brynjolfsson should be going out for qualifying for this 15-minute session as the green flag is now waving. But this is the fourth different car iteration for this team in four years. They started out with a McLaren. Then they moved into a Ford Mustang, ran that for a year and a half. They've been in the Porsche for a year and a half. And now they're in an Aston Martin. So who knows where they're going next? But let's hope that this works for Archangel Motorsports, a very fast crew. But I say one of the bright yellow cars because there is a second one out this weekend. Indeed, the Porsche has been given new light. It is filling in for the M1 GT racing team, car number 20. Ashley Feiberg and uh, Ryan Nash sharing that car. Ryan had a brake issue yesterday. I say that um, delicately, a brake failure in effect going into turn seven, wound up in the forest, and the McLaren that they had intended to race is not raceable. So a deal was made, and Archangel handed over their spare car, the Cayman 718 GT4 Club Sport. Two bright yellow cars, slightly different liveries, very different manufacturers. Uh, yes, and if you are at the circuit and you look carefully at turn the entry to turn six, you will see two train lines of dark Michelin rubber there was an issue with the ABS sensor on the McLaren and Ryan Nash uh, had to lock everything up and uh, went straight on at turn six and ended up outside the circuit uh, to the point where he had to show his pass to get back in again, I think. He went so far. Uh, the car is a little less than pre-loved now. But fortunately, Archangel Motorsport, who had already planned to swap to the uh, to swap to the Aston Martin V8 Vantage, uh, they had their previous steed with that Porsche Cayman Club Sport with them, and a deal was done. So delighted to see it for Ryan Nash and Ashley Freiberg, who we haven't seen for a wee while in an IMSA paddock, and, and that's fabulous to see. Ashley back, real talent, and has been away for, what, a couple of years now, it seems to me, but uh, has some experience of the previous iteration of this championship, and has been doing a little bit of racing uh, at racetracks around the US, and happy to see her back, very happy to see her back, actually, because she was just starting to build a, a really nice reputation for herself, Jeremy, when, as it has happened for many drivers, the funding dried up, the uh, finances weren't working and couldn't manage to get herself a drive. No, you're right. Uh, Daytona 18, 
2018 was a yeah. uh, most recent race prior to your return the return here uh, last month. So great to see it, see her back again. But as you say, that's a steep learning curve uh, for that team now to get used to the Porsche all of a sudden. Uh, also, uh, a, a return this weekend for the number 10 Mercedes. It was run by the Autometrics team, I think, at the first round at, uh, at Daytona. Uh, but um, and also they ran one other race as well, didn't they? Uh, but uh, that car now under the auspices of, of LAP Motorsport. So Louis Pericarpi, ex of Mini, now of LA Honda World in fame. Uh, they took delivery of that, that number 10 car, by the way, last Thursday. So uh, that's a steep learning curve for them as well to bring that car out here for the first time. And, the, and the, the, the Volt Racing Aston Martin, I don't believe that had turned a wheel before it got here. Correct. Uh, it's a brand new car. Uh, yesterday, it's the first time out on track for that number seven car, and already this morning, uh, the car was pretty pretty darn quick. It was seven, eight in a second. So, if, uh, the it the Martin quickly up to speed. Uh, you, you can't miss it, um, no doubt about that, because it is in the highlighter yellow, and actually. It looks rather good. It's not dissimilar to the launch colour of the Aston Martin V8 Vantage, both in road and race car trim, what, a couple of seasons ago now, although proudly bearing the Vault livery, of course. The number 40 sitting in behind it at the moment as they go through 10B under the Fox Factory bridge is the James Pessick and Jazz Chad McCombie PF Racing Ford Mustang. GT4, and they cross the line now. It is Tyler McQuarrie, Carbon with Peregrine Audi R8 GT4, the dark grey with green livery 39 car ahead of Nate Stacey in the core motorsports Aston Martin, and then Alan Brynjolfsson for Archangel, then James Pesic. Just jumping up to second, the Bimmer World BMW. So Audi, BMW, Aston, Aston, Ford, BMW, two Mercedes. And Russell Ward, in fact, goes to second now as the number 38 from BGB Motorsports. Thomas Collingwood and Jan Halen in that Porsche. Uh, plus 19k in the pit lane. Well, if you're going to get pinged for a drive through make sure you get your money's worth. Is what I say. Excuse me. Uh, plus ten. Misread that on the screen. Robbie Foley now up in the second. So very quickly getting up to speed here, Jeremy. With what? Just a third of this 15-minute session gone. Nine minutes to go. Yeah, we've had the, the, the two practice sessions. First session, it was Robin Liddell, quickest in the number 71 Rebel Rock Racing uh, Chevrolet. It's the car that won here, wasn't it, uh, a month ago? In some um, style, yes. And uh, Frank Dupuis will be qualifying that car, so uh, he won't be quite so quick. He'll be a little bit further back down the order, but clearly Robin Liddell's showing the pace of that car once again this morning. Uh, that was a 125.9. Then in the second session, it was Jan Halen in a BGB Motorsports Porsche 718 Cayman that was fastest, car number 38, 126.6. This session so far, 125.9 by uh, Tyler McQuarrie, which is uh, a couple of sets quicker than Nate Stacey's set here in taking the pole position last month. The lap record, however, was set last year also in an Aston Martin 
by the Indian driver Akhil Rabindra for the automatic racing team. That was a 125.715, so that is the qualifying track record, 125.7. Quite extraordinary. You see this on the first laps, but it's very unusual. Last lap around, the whole 14-car GS field on their fourth stroke, fifth laps, all put their best lap in. So they're all literally warming to their tasks. More importantly, the Michelin tyres are warming to their tasks in the yeah, got, late afternoon. We've got a championship race going on here. The two cars, uh, the first, second and championship running nose to tail on the racetrack. Uh, the uh, quickest of the wall is Tyler McQuarrie. Does improve again on that last lap, but 125.921, so fractional improvement for uh, Tyler. Uh, he's got a whole second in hand of everybody else. Russell Ward remains second. Nate Stacey just moved up to third in that core motorsports Aston Martin. It's a car that's uh, chasing Tyler McQuarrie now out on the racetrack, so maybe uh, Nate can learn something here. And Nate is already this season in that number uh, 60 car, has had four pole positions out of the seven races he had. So he's now ch following his championship rival. Maybe he can learn something and uh, get his uh, second pole here of this season. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, globally, Twitter is struggling, struggling back to life. So we are getting some bits and pieces. Uh, you might think the qualifying is not that important in a two-hour race, but our VP... Racing Fuel Pit and Paddock reporter Shea Adam remembers why the drivers want to be uh, on top of the pile, Shea. Last year for the Carbon Autosport with Peregrine Racing, they only needed to start the race pretty much to clinch the championship. So they didn't run the practice sessions. They went out in qualifying and just put in a lap, started a little bit further back down the field, and then were involved in an incident very early on in the race, which ultimately resulted in their worst finish of the season. Well, they come into this race trailing the 60 crew. This is a situation where Tyler McQuarrie has gone out and said, I'm going to put down the fastest lap time I can. Good luck catching me. And with that pass that he made on Nate Stacy out on track just a few minutes ago, the statement of intent, if you want to try and beat us, you're going to have to hold on to that lead because I'm going to come still. That's the past five and a half minutes to go. It's 98.1 FM for Road Atlanta Radio. My apologies. I'm stuck on a previous frequency, but you could have just nipped next door and would have got us anywhere. 98.1 FM. Uh, and uh, thanks again to Dave Miller and the rest of the PA and technical team at uh, Road Atlanta, and particularly to Tyler Norling and the IMSA crew as well for making sure we are hooked up to the PA and to the FM transmitter so that all of you around the track can listen. Lock that one in, 98.1 FM to your RV stereo. So maybe a bit later on when it's getting a little darker and colder, you can still watch from trackside and listen in as well. Uh, one Tyler McQuarrie has just come into the pit lane and has all three best sectors at the moment there. Very good indeed. Cleaned up there with the one that 125.9, Jeremy. Yeah, great lap. I mean, he's still got three quarters of a second over Robbie Foley, who's also oh. uh, had enough in sessions. Oops, that doesn't look good. That's this Frank is... Depew trading a, a goodly amount of smoke from that urban grid Chevrolet Camaro. Yeah, and that's going up through turns one and two, and that is coming from the left-hand 
exhaust as he's down into the S's now. Now, for a moment, I thought it was just a, a lot up there, Jeremy, but that does look like engine fumes coming out of the left-hand exhaust at the rear of that white, green and black Chevy Camaro. Yeah, it doesn't look good, does he? And he's uh, unfortunately pulled it off the race right there, about the worst place you could possibly do it, at the bottom of the hill leading up into turn five. So that's probably almost certainly going to bring out the red flag. Uh, the uh, the car started smoking, I think, uh, quite a long way start before line. that. Start line, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Frank wouldn't have known that at that point. Red flag is out. Yeah, I think that's something quite serious, if I'm honest. Um, that Sometimes you get a little bit of smoke from a car and you think, mm, have they overfilled it? Is it just burning a bit of additional oil? But that looked to be... Uh, quite serious quite quickly and it's not getting any better white smoke billowing from the left hand rear of that car halfway down the S's the fire truck is there very quickly it's had to go contra race but the red flag is out Frank for the moment still in the car they're looking under the left rear arch to see what might be going on there so red flag out and continues to run at 2.35. I think that'll be the end of the session, Jeremy. Yeah, def definitely. No question about that. Uh, there's no way we can uh, get this car cleaned up and, and out of the way uh, in time to go back to green again. So that will be uh, another pole position for Tyler Macquarie. This will be number five in his uh, career, his second of the season. And yeah, this, this team... The Carbide Motorsports with Peregrine Racing team in number 39 Audi just been fantastically consistent. Mm. They've had 10 top three finishes in the last 21 starts. Only three times in those 21 starts they've, they finished outside the top four. That's quite remarkable, isn't it? So uh, they, they come into this weekend uh, trailing Nate Stacey and Tyler McCoy and uh, Carl Marcel, excuse me, by, by seven points. But still three races to go in the season. So, uh, you know, plenty of opportunity to make up that deficit and this is the best way to do it to start from pole position you don't get any extra championship points for the pole position but uh, it's certainly good to be starting up front uh, the closer at the front you are uh, the fewer potential problems you have at the start of the race and surprisingly Nate Stacey having had four poles uh, this year uh, including here last month qualifies uh, only fourth, uh, but, but but a full 1.1 seconds off uh, off the pole position this time. And his pole in uh, last month was a 126.1. His best time in this session a 127.1. And he's only fractionally ahead, by the way, of Alan Brynjolfsson, who's done a brilliant job for Archangel Motorsports, just five thousandths of a second adrift of Nate Stacey to uh, to be fifth on the grid. Great effort by Brynjolfsson. Yeah, very good. Very good indeed. And a new car, as uh, we mentioned yeah. earlier on, he's got to grips with that very quickly indeed. I, I have spoken to a number of people uh, who have driven a variety of GT4s and indeed GT3s. Generally accepted that the Mercedes AMG GT3 is the most comfortable car to drive uh, and to drive consistently if you are not a pro driver. But in GT4, that new Aston Martin Vantage has got rave reviews from everybody who's been in it. Aston debuted 
here, uh, GT4 Plus, if you will, uh, what's called the Aston Martin GT8R, uh, V8R, excuse me, and GT8R. It's got a little bit more aero on it, and it's a bit more, as the checkered flag is out, by the way, so our uh, supposition that the session would not restart is correct. A little bit more uh, downforce, a little bit more aero on that car, a slightly different state of tune. It's particularly been put together for the Nürburgring 24 hours, and that's where it debuted uh, a few weeks ago. Well, that's it, I'm afraid. A slightly truncated amount of running for the GS, but it is Carbon and Tyler McQuarrie who are three quarters of a second ahead of the field. Just uh, six tenths between Robbie Foley in second and Russell Ward in third. That's Turner Motorsports 95 BMW and Russell Ward's number four Winwood Racing Mercedes. Then it's core Aston Martin. And he's just, uh, uh, near Stacey, he's just 0 0.005 ahead of Alan Brynjolfsson in fifth, the top six made up by Murillo Racing, and the first of the AMG GT GT4s, that's Jeff Mosing. Earlier on, Todd Lamb captured pole position in TCR for the Honda Civic of Atlanta Speedworks on home ground, ahead of a flock of Hyundais, or Hyundais, excuse me. Uh, Mason Felipe, Mark Wilkins and Ryan Norman, the trio, 98, 21 and 33. And those cars separated by the blink of an eye from first to fourth, uh, with uh, Max Faulkner, in fifth for uh, Fast MD with Speed Syndicate and Copeland Motorsports debuting in the series with another Hyundai Veloster for Tyler Gonzalez in sixth position. Thank you very much to Shea Adam and to Jeremy Shaw who joined me here in the IMSA Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. That was uh, your Michelin Pilot Challenge qualifying for the Fox 120. We'll have the whole race live in sound and vision for you on Friday, next this evening on IMSA Radio Live, will be the night qualifying FP3. Just over 30 minutes time from right now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.